Hey yo, wrestling fans, welcome to episode number 314 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and I am not as sick as I used to be, so you can actually hear me a little bit clearer this week, which is fantastic, because we need to run down the hot tags for the week, which is basically the breakdown of the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, the scuttlebutt, the bullshit, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past couple of days. How y'all doing today? I'm feeling okay, (laughs) relatively speaking, so let me know how you are, you know? And as normal, Let me know what you think of all these topics that we're going to be talking about today by leaving a comment below on YouTube, or if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, leave a comment on the website's article itself. Or actually, if you're listening to this on eWrestling News, because it gets posted up there, then leave a comment on eWrestling News. But I think more people tend to listen directly on YouTube and, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Uh, There is a feedback survey eventually, I think, that I'll end up posting up if it's not already up. Uh, I kind of can't remember offhand, <laughs> actually, but uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know in the Mega Maniacs, you know. One thing I do need to let you guys be aware of, though, if you have not seen it in the Mega Maniacs, is that the 2017 Smark Out Moment Awards are posted, at least as far as the categories go. That is December 1st. I usually post those because that gives you guys a couple of weeks to get your lists in order if you want to, you know, kind of work into the mix with uh, everything that we're doing here. Uh, I do not know exactly when I'm going to be recording the awards, and I haven't quite figured out yet how I'm going to be releasing my end of the awards either, because I've tried this in a couple different ways in the past, and what seems like can be a positive and a negative in some, you know, different pros and cons is if I release, like, an award at a time on, like, random days leading up until the point where everything is posted with, like, the podcast and everything like that. I know that I'm going to be recording the podcast sometime after Clash of Champions and before Christmas because nobody wants to work on Christmas. I don't blame them. I don't want to either. And I'll be away for New Year's and everything like that, so I can't really do it on, like, the 27th or so. Uh, But that's when it's most likely going to be posted on the YouTube channel. So I'm aiming for maybe, like, the 22nd is when I will be shutting the poll down and when I'll be kind of working everything in with the podcast stuff. And I have to try to figure out everybody's schedules to try to get everybody on board. If I can get people on board, there's a possibility based off of the way that everybody's schedules have been, that it might just be me doing the uh, awards this year, but I'm going to try my best to make sure I can get everybody else, whether it's that Friday or that Saturday, or maybe even that Sunday. Um, You know, we're going to see what we can do here. But uh, if you do want to participate in some fashion, the way that you can is kind of twofold. Number one, you can create your own list, and you can leave it on the article itself on smartoutmoment.com. Or number two, and this is part of that kind of continuation, but it's a little bit more interactive, is you can vote for the Smack Talk side of things. And the way that this week's main event is going to go, I'm going to be adding something to the segment list that we haven't ever done yet. So that is something maybe you should wait until the end of this week to vote. If you have already voted in the past, I think that there's an option where you can go back and you can edit it if you do end up liking the extra little edition, because most likely our main event for this week is going to be a new uh, play the game, and I'm going to add another little sub game to that, so stay tuned for that kind of a thing. Uh, This is a four minute long thing of me not even getting into the hot tags, but I think that you guys appreciate this kind of stuff anyway. So it boils down to, that's my my phrase the past couple of weeks, and I can't quite kick it. 
essentially the 2017 Smart Cap Moment Awards are coming up. This is the time where you should be looking at the list and you should start making your own list. I am not going to be including other people into the awards podcast. Uh, and uh, there's no thing on YouTube anymore where you can do like video responses and stuff. But if you do want to record your own podcast or you want to record your own video or something like that, then you can post that in a comment on smartcountmoment.com, I think, in a couple different ways. If I remember correctly, you can do that with uh, Discuss. Or another thing is that you could do it on the Mega Maniacs. And I'll give you some kind of a shout out or something like that. You know, that that's a good way to kind of bring everybody's opinions on board. And I'm going to try to get the people that can't do the podcast with me to try to do something like that too. At least they'll, you know, maybe bring up their list and post it on the website or something. But, you know, it's a work in progress. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, so that's a couple things to look forward to. As I mentioned before, send in your mailbag questions because that's going to be coming up in a few weeks. Uh, the next episode... Uh, as I mentioned before, this earlier, uh, earlier, later on this week, the main event is going to be play the game next week for episode 315 is going to be clash of champions predictions and then the post show and then the mailbag and then the awards. I think we start all over again at the beginning of the year with the one to watch and the future endeavors forecast. And then we'll try to figure out the rest of it along the way. Uh, I'm going to try to get, uh, possibly on the 319th episode, maybe a smart announce table with the Royal Rumble coming up at that point, maybe get another thing like that going. Um, so there's things to, you know, stay tuned for and uh, be excited for. And even though it's the end of the year and we're winding down and there might be less news stories and there might be less stuff to cover or anything like that, we're still going to be kicking. We're still going to be trying to figure out a way to get things to be pretty entertaining for you guys. Uh, I say we, even though it's mostly I, <laughs> it's kind of a one man operation in a lot of regards, but I, I like to consider us all a big community. So we, that's, uh, that's how we go about things. Anyway, we, or I should be talking about these hot tags because we're over six minutes in. We haven't talked about a single one of them yet. So let's just talk about one of the easy ones right off the bat. WWE 2K18 is now going to be on sale for the Nintendo Switch starting December 6th. Uh, I'm recording this at midnight on the 5th, le- you know, leading into the 5th. Uh, so it's basically tomorrow is when they're going to be on sale. You guys won't be hearing this podcast until at least like an hour or so from now, cause it takes a while to edit and stuff like that. But you know, it's still is tomorrow. So tomorrow, yeah, Tuesday, uh, no, technically tomorrow would be Wednesday then. Yeah. Wednesday the 6th is when, uh, Nintendo switch has 2k18. So if you were waiting for Nintendo switch to get that and you don't have it on, you know, computer or uh PlayStation or anything else like that, then go ahead and pick up your copy starting Wednesday. Nothing really to talk about as far as that goes. Never going to play the game, don't have a Nintendo Switch, so I can't kind of give you any kind of opinions about that. But if you are a big fan of the 2K18 stuff, then make sure that you check out Payton's uh, channel over on uh, Mr. Payton, over on Mixer, and uh, get to see the uh, Mega Powers Wrestling stuff. Uh, another quick thing to talk about, R-Truth has been absent for a while, and one of the reasons why is because he apparently just went uh, surgery to remove a bone from his shoulder. So he's been dealing with injuries this whole time, and there weren't really too many reports about why he was gone. It just kind of seemed like that was one of those things where they had nothing for him, and R-Truth is well past his prime as far as being somebody that they would prioritize and push and stuff, and I guess they figured, hey, take a little bit of time off, rest up those injuries, come back when we've got something for you to actually do and in the meantime he figured that he would just get one of his surgeries so speedy recovery hopefully for our truth 
I haven't quite missed him on the product, so I can't really say, like, can't wait until you come back and fight Goldust, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Kind of one of those things where it's just, like, blah. Laurel Van Ness, or uh, Chelsea Green, if you are familiar with her that way, is apparently going to be leaving Impact Wrestling. Another departure for the former TNA, former Global Force, current Impact Wrestling, God knows what else they're going to call themselves in the future. And the weird thing about this is that they just apparently gave her the title the same day that she requested her release. So, yeah, things haven't changed in uh, TNA land. Uh, I do not hear any information whatsoever about her potentially coming to WWE, but that's always a possibility. Whenever somebody leaves another company, it's always a chance that WWE snatches them up. And we do know that Chelsea has had some interactions with WWE in the past because she had done the whole Daniel Bryan thing and she was a part of Tough Enough. So maybe she's made enough of a name for herself that now that they actually want to bring her on board, they're going to. Maybe she'll go to ROH. Maybe she'll just wrestle for... Random independent promotions. Totally up in the air for now. If she does come into WWE, then uh, I am not too familiar with her in-ring work beyond the WWE side of things because I don't watch Impact, so I, I can't really judge any of that. But I've heard some good things, and if the things that I've heard are all true, then I'd love to have her on board. Why not, right? Here's uh, the three main stories that we got going on for this week. Um... I'm trying to figure out which one should I go with first. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with this one. Uh, John Cena is going to be sued, or currently being sued, I guess you should say instead, by Ford. He had this 2017 Ford GT that only apparently 500 of them were made. They were worth uh, about $500,000. And supposedly, as far as this whole uh, reporting with the legal stuff goes... Ford alleges that he had an agreement where he had to wait at least two years before he would resell it, before, you know, trying to capitalize on that. Because if there were only 500 made, and it is formerly owned by John Cena, you know that there's going to be people that are interested in buying it because they want to try to sell it again, and, you know, it becomes a collector's item. And supposedly John Cena waited less than those two years, he sold it earlier than that time frame, and they are claiming that this is like irreparable loss of like the brand and uh, all this other kind of stuff, which to me is kind of like, okay, this is bullshit. You didn't want him to capitalize and sell it and make more money and whatever like that. I understand. And if they had an agreement and he broke it, then yeah, by all means, you have a reason to complain. But you can't really say like the Ford brand was damaged. People know what Ford is by now. Nobody's going to look at this and go, wait a minute, John Cena sold that car? Well, I'm not going to buy a Ford. You either have brand loyalty or you don't. If you have brand loyalty, this isn't going to change whatsoever. If you are going to buy a car based off of whether or not John Cena bought a car, then if you have the $500,000, buy the fucking car, to, uh, car anyway. If you are not a loyal, you know, I always buy Ford, I always buy Chrysler, whatever type of person, then who cares? And if you are somebody who could be interested in buying these kind of cars, or any car for that matter, whether it's new or used, you're going to buy a car based off of the reporting of all the little elements that you like in a car. I, for one, um, we talked about this a little bit when we did our mailbag, I like four-door sedan-type cars. If somebody were to say to me, look, you can buy a brand-new Jeep 
uh, for $5,000, random ass fucking number, or I'll sell you this used 1990 four-door sedan for $9,000, I'm going to buy the $5,000 brand new Jeep, even though I don't like the Jeep as much. But if you tell me that a $5,000 Jeep is the same price as a $5,000 four-door sedan and I feel more comfortable in the sedan and whatever like that, they're both brand new, they both have the same mileage, they both whatever, I'm going to buy the four-door sedan. I don't give a shit if uh, something is a Kia Optima, if it is a Nissan Versa, or I don't even know my fucking cars. I don't even know what the thing the four-door sedans are. I don't think that Nissan Versa is. Uh, Ford GT, if it's a Dodge Charger, if it's a fucking Mercury Milan, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to buy the thing that's going to suit me. And most people in this world are like that. And if you're somebody who has the money that they just buy new cars all the time and they want to buy collector's items and stuff, John Cena selling his car is not going to change your opinion about it. So I think that this is an instance where Ford is being a little ridiculous, but then at the same regard, if he had an agreement with them and he reneged on the uh, agreement, then they have all the right in the world to say, look, we had an agreement and you didn't follow through with it. So, uh, you know, you owe us a little bit of money or whatever the uh, contract was. If you know, you sign a contract, you sign a contract. That's how it goes. Two more topics then to talk about. So let's turn around to the premiere of a brand new WWE Network TV series, which is called Straight to the Source with Corey Graves. Skip it. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to cut tra- right to the uh, straight to the source, I guess. You got. Um, yeah, it's not good. Uh, it's just an interview. There is literally nothing special about it whatsoever. Even the logo is lame. It's just Corey Graves' silhouette for some reason. And like... Century Gothic, I think, uh, font. It's really hastily done, and there's nothing interesting about it, really. Um, They even filmed it just in the stands before Raw, it seems. So it wasn't like they had, like, a nice set to it, like, uh, even, like, bring it to the table. There's no, like, gimmick to it that's particularly intriguing, it's just Corey Graves interviewing people. It's the exact same thing as that Kurt Angle interview or any of the other one. It's a podcast, essentially. That's all it is. It's a podcast that's edited into shorter clips. And as far as those bullet points go, they repeat the same company phrase of the whole, it doesn't matter if you get booed or cheered, so long as you get a reaction. And the rest of it is about how great and humble Roman Reigns is. It's entirely a fluff piece. There's no substance to it whatsoever. 100%, this is just pure marketing to try to spin anything possible our way to be super into Roman Reigns into the whole WrestleMania season. And as somebody who didn't hate Roman Reigns the way that everybody else did for years, mind you, I still don't hate Roman Reigns. Uh, I, I still have no interest in the Lesnar match at WrestleMania. It didn't do a goddamn thing to make me change my mind. I still like Reigns as much as I did before, and I would have been so into Roman Reigns versus John Cena happening for the first time at WrestleMania, but if you just tell me over and over again why I should like Roman Reigns more, it just makes me tired of hearing it, and I end up feeling the opposite way. I care less about Roman Reigns after this interview than I did beforehand, and I still do not have any interest in seeing him beat 
Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and I'm not going to have any interest in his title reign following WrestleMania after that. It's just the way that it goes. The only way that would have been is if they would have given me different stuff over the past year, and they didn't with either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. They're exactly the same. All they are doing is repeating what they did before. So when you have an interview and you repeat the same interview tactics that you've done before, what's the difference? I don't care. This is the same line that they always give with John Cena and everybody else. As long as you have a reaction, that's all that matters. I like it when people cheer or they boo, or as long as they're having fun, then that's the real thing, whatever. Doesn't matter how many times you say it, it's not going to convince me that it's anything other than company speak. And when you have the rest of it, just like, well, I've got twins now, and I consider myself the best in-ring performer, and aren't I uh, so humble that I'm so happy to be here and stuff like that? That's great if he feels that way, and that's awesome and everything, but it doesn't make me give a shit at all. So this is a case where this episode did absolutely nothing for me at all, and the show itself did nothing for me at all because it's just another interview show. So why do we need a hundred of these interview shows? Why don't you just make it WWE interviews and call it the same thing every single time and have anybody else host it? Cause there's nothing different from straight to the source compared to unfiltered compared to, uh, the stone cold podcast, nothing like that. It's just, you change Corey Graves and you change Renee young and you change talking smack and you change, you know, whatever the case may be like that. Um, at least Talking Smack was a little bit in kayfabe, so that was like giving people a chance to do something a little bit different, but they don't talk about things that you would want them to really talk about. Like, if you ask Roman Reigns, how do you feel about getting booed, he's not going to say that it pisses him off that people aren't going with the company narrative. He's going to say the line about the whole cheer and boo thing being great. I want to hear the truth if they're going to go straight to the source and talk about the truth and all that, I want you to do a thing where somebody goes, yeah, it sucks. They want me to be the top guy. I want to be the top guy. And it really pisses us off when you guys don't cheer when you're supposed to cheer. God damn it. Please cheer and stuff. I want to hear that. Maybe that'll make me cheer a little bit more because you're actually being honest for the first time. Uh, skip it though. It's a pointless 20 minute or so interview. You are not going to get anything out of it than you would have gotten a million times before. But next week, or I'm assuming that it's next week, at least whenever the next episode is going to be, that one is something that I'm interested in. That's going to be Enzo Amore. And Corey Graves and Enzo Amore don't necessarily get along, so I am kind of interested to see if there's any quick jabs or any animosity that comes out or, you know, anything kind of like that. And that, to me, is much more interesting. I got a feeling that that's going to actually have something, at least, of value to it. The Roman Reigns one? Totally didn't. And our final story to talk about here, the uh, picture for the thumbnail and the main title when it comes to all the titling of that I'm doing for this episode and stuff. This has been a rumor that's gone on for the past week, and it seems like there's more and more confirmation of it. So now it seems like you might as well just be reporting it on the way that it is. Jim Johnston has been released by WWE. His contract expired. They didn't renew it. So it wasn't like they fired him for, you know, like... Uh, he made some kind of a mistake backstage and they were pissed off and they fired him or something like that. It's just they decided that they didn't want to continue working with him anymore. And it's weird to think that earlier this year we were doing a hot tag story 
about the potential of CFO money being released because they didn't want to work with them anymore. It turned out that that was not true. And there was also rumors of Jim Johnston being released earlier this year as well. That turned out to be not true. This time around, it seems like it is actually true. Uh, Jim Johnston has been around for a long, long time. And it's weird that they would just up and decide not to work with him anymore. But we have been seeing more and more of CFO money instead. And if they are feeling more comfortable with CFO money and maybe the process works a little bit easier, maybe uh, maybe Jim Johnston's just getting up in his age and he doesn't want to work as quickly and have like a quick turnaround like CFO money would or the other kinds of people in the WWE music group. If that's the case, then maybe Johnston's essentially being forced into retirement. And uh, some of the reports are saying that Johnston wanted to continue to work with WWE, but that his price was just a little bit too big. That's a possibility too. Maybe he had gotten to a point where he was able to just negotiate and say, look, I think that I've been around here long enough that I want X amount of money and I want these amount of days off. And, you know, you get that like tenure type of thing and you start making more money for less work because it's sort of just been that you've built in your time. But essentially, if you don't do that same amount of work, WWE is going to maybe think that they're losing out money on employing you. And somewhere down the line, everybody ends up retiring or being fired or leaving a position no matter what job it is. You end up losing it somewhere. And I guess that now was time for Jim Johnston, but uh, it's definitely the end of an era. And he, of course, is responsible for some amazing, amazing themes. And a lot of people are going to be touting about that and talking about how great he was and trying to shit on CFO money. And uh, before you do that, look at CFO money and look at the themes that they've been doing recently. They've been doing a lot of just as good, if not better work than some of the things that Jim Johnston's done in the past. So, you can't just kind of go and get yourself stuck into the old mindset and say, well, he did, you know, some of the old themes that I love, like Stone Cold's theme, and he did The Undertaker's theme, and Shawn Michaels. And, well, actually, he didn't do Shawn Michaels. Um, I think he's responsible for Bret Hart's theme, and like the majority of them around that time frame. But it doesn't mean that he was infallible, and it doesn't mean that CFO money sucks just because they didn't do that. They weren't working in the company around that time. And, uh, yeah, it's just a weird scenario where eventually the people that used to work in the company get phased out. And it, I guess it's Jim Johnston's time. So praise the, uh, the good work that Jim Johnston did and kind of, uh, take note of the bad themes that we had gotten. Cause we got some bad themes around from him too, but don't let that influence your opinion of future music. Glorious was not on the Jim Johnston side of things and people love glorious and you shouldn't dislike glorious now that you know that it's not a Jim Johnston thing. At least I think it wasn't a Jim Johnston. I think it was CFO money. Uh, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura's theme, that was another one that people love. And if we continue to get good themes like that going forward, then you'll probably notice no difference whatsoever. And, uh, Hopefully, Jim Johnston, if he is technically out of uh, employment when it comes to WWE, hopefully he has some other gigs in the future that he can work with and kind of continue on his work. Maybe that's actually going to be a better thing for him because maybe he can kind of do his own thing and not have to be 
beholden to WWE's standards and WWE's point of view for different things. Maybe he'll end up putting out an, uh, some separate album or something like that. I don't know. But I guess pay attention to what is happening in the future with Jim Johnston. Follow him wherever he is on social media and you'll see. And in the meantime, WWE will continue on and keep doing music with CFO Money and everybody else in the WWE Music Group. And we probably won't notice the difference whatsoever, but it's definitely the end of an era. And uh, I want to know what you guys think is the best Jim Johnston theme, if you can think of one. Leave that in the comments below. Tell me what you think about all the other things that we were talking about. And that's about it for episode 314's hot tag. So thanks for listening to this, everybody. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and check that uh, bell. Just ring that for notifications. And that way you will be aware of when we do the play the game episode two later on this week, uh, either Wednesday night, Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday afternoon, Friday night. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out right now, but it will be coming up at some point in the next few days. And of course, as always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Smart Moment. Follow us on the actual website itself, smartoutmoment.com. For the Fanboys Anonymous side of things, go to Fanboys Anonymous. Not too sure what's going on there. Uh, you know, Star Wars is coming up. Of course, I'm going to be doing some Star Wars stuff. And uh, yeah, that's it. So work on those 2017 Smart Out Moment Awards lists. And I will see you next time, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And I'm being counted out. 